0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Maybe I moved it too fast or how I, I was going to prayer. Mm.
2: How did I make it all these years? How did I make it this far? Through the valleys and over the hills I know it had to be God How did I make it through the stones? How did I make it through the rain? If you want to know just how I got here, it's so easy to explain. It was gone rain. It was gone rain.
3: It was God's It was God's
2: How you brought me How you brought me Through the night Lord you kept me And you never left me You stood By my side There were so many times But I came so close Oh man death he tried to take me in So the reason I'm here Is not hard for me to see In fact, it's so easy for me to explain It was
4: God's grace God's grace God's grace It was God's grace It was God's grace, God's grace. It was God's grace. God's grace. I made it this The grace of God
2: I remember the time When I strayed away Even though I knew the word Still I would obey But God's mercy and grace Stay with me And brought me, brought me
4: All the way Anybody wanna I got
2: to know That's how I got here Anybody want to know
1: by Luther Barnes this morning, and I do understand how you feel and what he's talking about, because God's grace is sufficient for us. Grace, mercy, love, and I think most of all, love, hallelujah, is what causes him to have grace and mercy for us, his people. And we're thankful unto him this morning for all he has done, what he's doing right now, and what he's going to do. And uh, today we're going to be listening to some people share their testimonies with us about things that they went through. Now, this lady, uh, they call her, I think, Bamboo Weiss. I want you to pay close attention to what this lady is saying and close to what you teach your children. Because many of us, we come from many different backgrounds. Um Some of us come from the church background. Some of us come from the juke joint background. Um, Different things. Uh, Witchcraft, uh, voodoo, black magic, whatever. We, We come from different things. And many times this is our religion, and we believe in this. And believe it or not, it works because of the enemy. He's got his job to do. Jesus got his job to do, and we have our job to do. And so many times the enemy uh, is recruiting others. It's just like the Jehovah Witness go out and they witness and recruit. We go out and we share the goodness of the of the Lord and we recruit. So these other religions are doing the same thing. So the ladies, people are going to tell you how they got started from childhood and uh You know, what caused us to be this way? I'm so thankful unto the Lord that my grandmother, she was a Christian lady, and that she wanted me to be a part of Jesus. Hallelujah. She wanted me to be saved, sanctified, which is set aside unto God, and filled with his spirit. That's what she wanted. And I'm so thankful that she didn't have to take me down by the bank, and I didn't have to dig up no crawfish and frogs or or whatever. I didn't have to go get no eye of a chicken, the foot of a chicken. I'm so thankful. There was no blood to be shed because Jesus did it all. He shed all the blood that needed to be shed. And so I'm so thankful for that this morning. Hallelujah. God is good. And uh, when we get it right with him, we'll have it right we'll have it right as well because we got it right with him. And, uh, again, I'm grateful this morning. Let's pray. And uh, after prayer, uh, we're coming back to a scripture, and then we're going to another song request. Over on Facebook, uh, Jesus in the Morning, over there, radio, I have a chat. And I leave the chat open all day and all night uh prayer requests. if you have a song request, if it's something you want to say about the show, you can go right there and say it and in I instant and get the message. Because the way I had it before, it took too long and a lot of messages I missed because I couldn't, you know, be here, there, and everywhere. But this is instant and it's quick and people constantly come in and say good morning and this and that. And if you want to write something or put a scripture, it's there, yeah. Big, beautiful Christian women. I got that open. And uh, I think prayer club. I have a prayer club with a chat, too. So you can go in there and chat. And you don't have to say, I need prayer for my knee. All you got to do is say, I am requesting prayer. That's all you got to say. And I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. And uh, others see it. They will pray as well, hopefully. So we got these things open, and it's working pretty good. And I'm liking it, loving it, and I'm thankful that the Lord opened a door to to help me out. Oof, a lot going on. And so I'm trying to stay on top of my medical stuff, all of my appointments and stuff like that. And then uh, I promised someone today I would come over just for a short visit. But I'm telling you, to to get this done is a lot uh, for me. But I promise I was coming over for a short visit. I'm going over for that visit and I'll uh, come on back. And then I, well, on my way back, I got to stop, you know, to the post office, the eye doctor. And then I have a quest appointment, you know, where they take the blood and check everything out. So there's some stuff I have to get done. So I'm getting it done. And uh, behind the scenes of Jesus in the morning, freedom doors, big beautiful Christian women and, You empowered power and all of that. I'm back there doing what I can do. Yeah, to bring out what I can bring to the people so that the people are blessed. Yeah. And it's already all right today in Jesus' name. And I know people think, well, I got God. I know this. Listen, sometimes he's sending a message for you to listen to because what you thought it was, it has changed. Do we see time has changed? Things has changed? Are we looking? What used to be is no longer in many places. Many places. Things has changed. And it's like the world just jumping and shouting and going right with it. And
5: I'm like, they don't see all of that.
1: It's just crowded and it's just stuffy and it's just too much, but they don't see that. They're leaping and jumping in it and it's like, yeah, this is the way to go. No peace, no quiet. I'm like, my goodness, I couldn't imagine how their mind is working. I couldn't imagine what's going on in their homes because they can't be alone with themselves two seconds. They can't have quiet. They can't have peace. They're running and they got to keep something going, video games, music, uh, something, TikTok, Facebook. They just got to have it. And everybody got to be on it. Everybody got to be on it doing something. But when we get to the place where we love God and we're going to obey his word at any cost, we're going to rest in the Savior. You will enjoy being more by yourself than with anybody else. You will be your own very best friend. You love people. You don't mind being around people. But you will be your very own best friend. And you will love just to sit and just talking to the Lord. You love to just sit and just read his word. Yeah, because you found peace in you. But until people find peace within themselves through God, they can't do it. They they, 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 they can't stay home. Uh, they say a new variants of COVID coming. They don't care. I got to be out here, and I'm going to be out here without a mask. Some people feel like I'm not going back. I'm not going back when they put us in the house for two days. And that days.
6: sent a long message.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's just too much. It's just too much for me. And uh, I prefer to just be home. Um, enjoying myself and being the Lord. You know, I'm retired now. I don't have to punch a clock or nothing, but bless me and I can just relax. And even if I was working like that, when I come home, I would relax. Yeah, I would do things the night before so when I come home from work, I could have time for me. Yeah, sit down and pray, sit down and meditate on the day that I do anybody wrong, you know, take self-inventory kind of thing. Hallelujah. God is faithful. And so we thank him this morning. Listen, let's go to prayer. And um, when we come back from prayer, we'll come back with our scripture reading of the day. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more. And And then I got to get the next request. I got some requests yesterday. I was shocked. Yeah, I got some nice songs to play. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, we Come before you this morning, thanking you for another day. Thank you, Lord, that you watched over us last night as we slumbered and slept. We thank you for another Thursday, a Thursday we never saw before, January the nineteenth, two thousand and twenty-three. Father, this is a new year, and this particular Thursday is a new Thursday, and we come before you grateful this morning. We come before you thankful unto you this morning. And Lord, we want you to know that we appreciate you, we love you, and there's none like you to us. Father, you've been there through thick and thin. You've been there through everything with us. When we didn't know which way to go, you led us. And Lord, as we took your father, you led us into a good place that would keep our hearts and mind intact. We thank you this morning for being closed in our right minds, hallelujah, that we make the right decisions about things, God. We thank you that you'll never leave us, not forsake us. You will be with us until the end. As long as we want you, you want us. And even if we don't want you, you yet want us. You made us for your pleasure. And Father, we know you love us this morning. We come asking, Father, that you would fix our hearts today fix our hearts, and regulate our minds. We come this morning asking, Father, that you would help us to forgive others. Help us today, Lord, not to hold anything against anybody because vengeance is yours. Father, we are letting the wheat and the cow grow together so that in the day of harvest, it's going to be you who do the separating. We thank you that we can depend on you and trust you for any and everything. Even the things we don't remember to pray for, the things we don't remember that we need, you're yet there. Hallelujah. Supplying according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. Are we ask this morning that you would lead and guide us this day, January the 19th, Thursday, 2023, in the right path for your name's sake in our timing, oh God, move today. Lord, help us to see more of you. And help us, Lord, to display more of you to others that the world can see there is a God in this world. There is a God of this world. There is a God who made the heavens and the earth. Help us today, God, to be good witnesses unto you, good stewards unto your word in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Father, I bring every caller and every listener, those coming through the archives and the podcast before you this morning. Asking that you would bless as only you can. Lord, bless their household, bless their families near and far. Bless their friends, Father, near and far. You know what they stand in need of today. And Lord, you know what we all need. And Father, I ask this morning that God, you would fix every crooked line for them. Show up today and show them your grace and your mercy. Most of all, your love today. Show up today and lead and guide them in the right path for your name's sake. Those that are on the job that need help, God, that need encouragement, do it today for them in the name of Jesus. Father, those that are sick, those that are going through in their bodies, oh God, we ask this morning that, Father, you would touch and heal. You took a beating for the healing of the nation let yet shed healing in the hem of your garment. Do it today, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Bless those that are incarcerated, those that are in every branch of the military this morning. Father, we ask that you would bless widows and bereaved families and prayer people praying for others everywhere. Preachers, preaching in the name of Jesus and obedience unto you, Father, in love for your people. Have mercy this morning, O oh God. Have mercy. Father, I ask that you would bless Israel and prosper Jerusalem. Bless our brothers and sisters overseas everywhere, oh Father. You know what they stand standing in the need of. You know what their children stand in the need of. Lord, you know what the whole house needs Move today for your people. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. And Father, we ask that you would continue to bless America and the leadership of America. And Lord, have mercy. Have mercy. And help us all, Lord, to come back to you wholeheartedly. Because we're in the world, and we're acting like the world, and you built this for us. This is a spiritual thing that you built these United States of America, but we want to take it for the natural. And God, do whatever it is we want to do with it. But we know that you're sleeping our slumber. Your eyes are in every place. Father, you're beholding the evil and the good. And you have a date set. And we patiently wait on you to fix it for your people. In the name of Jesus. Bless this segment of Jesus in the morning. Have your way here today, O oh God. Move by your spirit. Feed us until we want no more. In the name of Jesus. Oh, bless this morning, Father. Bless your people. Send uncommon favor and uncommon miracles, O oh God. Uncommon blessings like never before. Your people away today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Glory to his majesty. We thank you for what you're doing right now. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah to his majesty. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Amen. Amen and amen again. The songwriter said, I have a feeling Everything is going to be all right. Everything. And I believe that this morning. We just got to lean and depend on God and keep going in him and in his word. Yeah. And it's already all right today in Jesus' name. I'm going to the second request of the morning. And uh, when we come back, well, yeah, when we come back, we'll come back with scripture reading.
3: we were waiting with our hope, with our life, till so from heaven you came riding. There was mercy in your eyes, To fulfill the law and prophets to a virgin came the word, From a throne of endless glory, To a cradle in the dirt. Praise the Father. Coming and to reconcile the lost to redeem the whole creation you did not slide the cross for even in your suffering you saw to the other side knowing this is our salvation Jesus for our sake you died we Morning. You rose, all of heaven, and held its breath. Till that stone was moved for good, for the Lamb had conquered death. And the dead rose from their tombs, and the angels stood in awe. For the souls of all who come to the Father are restored. The Church of Christ was born, then the Spirit lit the flame. Now this gospel, true the law, shall not kneel and shall not fade. And by His blood and in His name, in His freedom I am free for the love of Jesus Christ.
1: a beautiful song that's by Chandler Moore and the name of that one is King of Kings hallelujah I'm eating ice because I get thirsty right quick so I've been eating ice and that helped quench the thirst but anyway we're moving right along this morning and we're looking at some uh, this particular Bible verse of scripture and it's Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, and it says, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing of thunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Listen to all of this. Quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints are narrow, and marrow and as a discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart. We're going to go through some things. And sometimes people go through according to where they're from, where they came from. Not everybody was brought up in the church. Not everybody was taught Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. You have some other uh, spiritual things going on with people, so they worship and, and, and serve whatever they've been taught or whatever they believe. So today, I'm looking at the word of God. Yeah, I am looking at his words. And Hebrews 1, twelve says the word of God is quick. The word of God. And powerful, and sharper. So no matter what other stuff that's not real, that's not right, the word of God is true. And if we we'll hang on to His word, and believe what His word says, and trust His word, we're going to be all right. We don't need no side stuff. I don't need no bones to shake. I don't need no salt to throw or what is ammonia and all. I don't have to go to the two-headed people and all of this. I have a risen Savior that have all power. Yeah, the Son of the true and living God, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So I just wanted to add that little bit right there, and we're moving along this morning. And um, we're going on in Jesus today because he's the way, the truth, and the life. He's the one we got to have because without him, we can do nothing. We need this mediator, this great mediator, Jesus. Hallelujah. We need him. We need. It's not that I, so much I want him as I need him more. I need him more than I want him, and I want him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because in this life, things are going to come along, and he prepared us, you know, that we could get what we need, but we won't do what it takes to get what we need. So we keep calling on him, calling on him, but we haven't done what's required to meet our needs. And we got to get there. Hallelujah. Prayer and the word of God, obedience unto him will get us there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So listen, we're going in, and um, I think, was that the last request? All right, let me get the next request, a song request. And after this request, We are coming back with Brother Michael, who was a devil worshiper, and he turned to Jesus.
7: So I'm Michael, I'm Michael, originally from Ghana, and um, this is my testimony of how I came to know Jesus Christ. So I was born in a family um, where my dad worshiped idols. Um, traditionally, we, we worship idols. We've got little idols that um, they sacrifice things to. and um, yeah. And yeah. My, my mom was a Christian, my dad was a traditional man. So growing up, um, I, I experienced both sides, um, the part where we did sacrifices to idols and it um, from uh, the, the, the table of the devil. At the same time, went to church as a child growing up. Um, so that was pretty much major part of my life till I was about 14, 15, when my dad then converted to Christianity, and then the whole family became Christian. Around that time, when I was um, 18, I remember just finishing um, college, at um, high school. I, I remember finishing high school. And um, one of my friends gave me a book. It's about Buddhist um, meditation techniques. So I read the book and he was, he was hyping it up. And I thought, what's up with this thing? I read the book, decided to give it a go. So I sat in our living room. I remember switching all the lights off and then just sat in the lotus position and started to meditate, shut my mind out. Before I knew it, um, I was sort of, uh, mm-hmm. Rocking back and forth, but when I opened my eyes, I was not actually rocking back and forth. So it was something that was happening internally. And I remember at some point I felt like I had floated out of my body, and that, that, that shook me. And then I returned and I took the book like, well, there's something to this. Now around all that time, I was, a, I thought I was a Christian because I, I did attend church. I was baptized at 14. I gave my life to Christ at 14. And I remember telling the uh, elders of the church, I want to be baptized. So I got baptized. And um, during that baptism, something happened. As I stepped into the water, just before they dipped me in the water, there was a sharp thorn in the water. And that would become apparent later. I stepped on top of the sharp thorn. It went through my feet and to the bones at the point where they were dipping me in the water. So I went in the water in pain. And when I got out, I was literally limping onto the the shore of the river or the stream and blood gushing out of my feet. The Lord did that for for a reason and I probably, well, I'll share that as we go on the testimony. So, yeah, um, fast forward to the time, uh, uh, my my, my little experience with the Buddhist meditation book. So it, it sort of kindled my interest. There was something there. I've never experienced anything like it. That was my very, very first time out of body through meditations. So later on during life, um, I got the opportunity to come to the UK to study uh, mechanical engineering. Actually, I came to Bolton, just around the corner there. Yeah, uh, Bolton Institute it was called at the time, and now I think it's Bolton University. Um, Yeah, and um, my experience with the Buddhist meditation got me so interested in the occult, but I all of a sudden leaving Ghana, coming to the UK and going to school, I had freedom, so I was not sort of, I didn't have to go to church with anyone um, back home, everyone went to church, my dad went to church, my parents, everybody, brothers and sisters, now I had freedom, I've broken off all that so I could do whatever I want. So I, I remember going to the uh, bookshops, uh, buying a lot more books about magic or cold, and I started practicing them, and it quickly became real. I remember one time um, being in my student accommodation, my little cubicle, and I I remember um, the student next door. um, I remember hearing him and two girls in in his room, and they were chatting, watching TV and laughing. And I thought, what if I could meditate and go there? So I literally laid on my bed, did a bit of meditation. Before I knew it, after I projected, and I was in their living room, stood in front of the TV, and he was sat on the bed, with one one girl sat next to her, sat next to him, and one girl sat on the floor. They did not see me. I was literally stood in front of their TV watching them. And, right, wow! So this is really real. That was it. I was sold out to the occult. So that drew me into the New Age. Um, I started practicing um, so many things, anything but Christianity. No one would, most of my friends here um, at the time, uh, some of them were Christians, but now look back. um, They they invited me to come to church and I told them, no, there's no point in going to church. There's no power there. You don't experience anything. It's just dry. You go to church, people sing. People, they go back with whatever they come with. And and I've I've seen something new. I could, after a project, I was meeting things. I was speaking to spirits that were telling me they, they were my guides. And they could tell me something that would actually happen. So I saw more power there, and that was my break with Christianity. So I remember um, one of these days, um, during my, um, my early student years in the UK, about 2013, I remember meditating and astral projecting and then going to a place to meet people in a realm somewhere. And they told me they were my spirit guides. Yeah, they told me they were my spirit guides and, and that they were watching. They've been watching over me and everything. It was a very, very big auditorium. Um, there were stuff that looked like aircraft packed outside. It was strange. It was a strange setting. And we, we had a lot of communication, which I've forgotten most of it. But at the end of it, one female came to me, very beautiful looking, blonde. She came to me and she said to me, what would I want from them? And then I, I thought, hmm, what would I want from them? I thought, aha! Friday, uh, Saturday's uh, jackpot is 9.8 million. So, hmm, can you give me the numbers to uh, Saturday's jackpot? They were like, yeah, why not? So they took me to this, uh, they took me to a certain room which had a massive machine that covered uh, from floor to ceiling. Massive wall. And there was maybe millions or billions of balls in there, different colors. No color was the same. It was weird. And he he said to me, there was a button there, and he said, press that button. I pressed it, Mm -hmm. and six numbers came out. And I remember, I think, um, three, seven, and 11. The other three, I can't remember. They came out, and she told me, those are the numbers for Saturday's jackpot. And I thought, wow, I'm rich, 9.8 million. I've only been in the country, what, a year, a year or two, and now I'm going (laughs) to win the jackpot. So, yeah. I remember coming back from that after a projection, waking up, so excited, jumping, literally I woke up about 3 o'clock in the morning and I was jumping on top of the bed like I'm going to be a millionaire, Um, but stupidly, then I thought, now I think it was the grace of God. Um, I did not write the numbers down, I should have written them down, because when I came back they were so real and vivid in my mind, didn't write them down, went back to sleep, Woke up about 7 o'clock, I'm like, oh yeah, the numbers, you need to write them down. So when I said it right now, I only remember those three numbers I mentioned to you. The last three, I couldn't remember, so I was kicking myself a lot. <laughs> what have I just done? I wish I could go back and um, get the numbers, but I, I couldn't. So anyway, I made up the last three numbers and went and played the lottery. And that, uh, that Saturday, I remember sitting down watching the... Yeah, the, the thing on TV and the numbers came out in the exact order they gave me. Every single number. And when the other number that I forgot came out, I remember now knew, wow, that was the number, that was the number, that was the number. And then I only won £10 because it, 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 I only got three numbers. Yeah, so that was a painful experience because I knew that was my money, $9.8 million. And I'd already planned how I was going to spend that. I, I was going to buy the Ferraris, all these things, I have a big house have a harem of girls and all that. God was,
4: like,
7: no. God, God was like, no. At the time, I didn't know it was God. God has always been in my life, but I did not know that God was in my life. So, yeah, I did kick myself. I, was, I kicked myself for months. Because nobody won that jackpot. <coughs> nobody won it that week. It rolled over, uh, I think, a couple of times before it got split by it, um, some different people. So, yeah. That was a painful experience for me, but it really showed me that what I was practicing was real. Because I met these spirit guys; they were real. It's it's more real when you're out there in the spirit realm, more real than we are here. Your vision, everything is heightened. It's like, uh, I, I, I cannot even say, you have to experience it to know. So that pulled me into a lot of things. And around that time, I joined the Armed Forces. I was in the Armed Forces practicing all these things. Yeah, I was in the armed forces practicing all these things, but I kept it to myself. I had never really, I never really like told anybody about it. I was just quiet um, with it. And I remember one of my friends, uh, he from Scotland. Uh, I, I always used to ask him, look, can I come with you to Scotland? And um, he's always like, nah, blah blah blah. He was always giving me excuses why he wouldn't take me to Scotland. So one Easter, I remember it was 20, 2007 Easter, Easter um, um, the Easter break I think was the third day. He was driving out of camp to go to Scotland, Glasgow. And I said to him, look, I'm coming with you. I, jumped in, I stopped his car, jumped in, into his car, got him to drive to my block. I just parked the backpack and then we went. He had a very lovely experience with his family and everything. Um, and when we were coming, he was telling me about free, the Freemasons and everything. Um, yeah, mentioning Jay-Z and all these people they their Freemasons and all that. Um, so that came to my interest. But he sort of suggested that um, if I wanted to join, they could recommend me. You need two people to recommend me and all that. But for some strange reason, the Lord blocked that from my mind. Because at that time, I was seriously seeking to go deep into the occult. I remember when I friends joined the Armed Forces, I wrote to uh, one of the biggest occult um, Organizations. I'm not going to mention their name um, here. I wrote to them and told them about how interested I am. I wanted to join their society and practice with them. And I remember them writing back, say, telling me that they are, they are they are impressed with my interest in the organization, but uh, they they wish me well. They want me to continue seeking and I'll find what I'm looking for. But uh, they would not. they, they cannot that sent me into their organization. I was quite shocked by that. And that is another thing that the Lord did, because all that while, I've been seeking to join your call. The number of times I've contacted people, I've even uh, uh, looked for adverts, people, maybe certain small covens, which I could join to practice, because I was a sole practitioner. I I did what they call self-initiation. I read the books on how to do the rituals, and I did the rituals myself. I was practicing Kabbalah, um, I, I was into a lot of Buddhism, this New Age stuff, everything. You name it, I've done it. I've, um, um, uh, the secret, uh, what do you call? Um, yeah, the secret. You manifest, you think, and you manifest, and all that. I had books on all of that. Um, Alice, uh, Alistair Crowley. I don't know if you guys know about him. Is uh, he, he used to be called the Beast? Yeah, yeah. yeah he was. Um, he was one of my main role models. I used to watch a lot of things about him and all that. And um, the guy that started the satanic um, um, church in uh, San Diego, uh, Anton Mm Lavey, Anton Lavey was my man as well, I used to watch uh, stuff that he does, he he had a lot of stuff, and I used to watch rituals, there's a guy, I'm not going to mention his name because he does rituals actually and put them on YouTube, I used to watch his rituals and everything, cut himself and call demons and everything, and I was practicing. The only thing is that I was not cutting myself because I loved myself too much. I didn't want to see any scar on me or anything like just draw blood. I would not draw blood. But I was calling demons. The, the, the funny thing is sometimes you feel like nothing happened, but every time, and this is a warning to everyone, every time you pick an occult book, every time you, you practice a ritual and you feel like nothing happened, to you physically nothing happened, but spiritually a lot happened. Just by reading an occult book. You just invite demons into yourself. I was just infesting myself with demons and demons upon demons. My character changed. I was, I was literally um, something that right now when I look back, I can't recognize. You know, I changed to become something else. And all my desire, I hated Jesus Christ. The, the last word I wanted to hear was Jesus. You know, it, it was all about chasing girls, thinking about how to get money, and um, how am I going to get more power? So I remember one time I did a meditation um, and I called these uh, spirit beings to come and take my, my, my soul and go and initiate me. So I remember li- lying in my, uh, on my bed and then what I felt was, I, I cannot explain it, it's like a thousand volts of electricity go through my body from, from the bottom of my feet to the top of my head. And it was also like, you know that thing they dig the road with? What's the name of that thing, like the hammer thing? Yeah. Shakes. the whole of my body was vibrating. At, that, that, the, that's nothing compared to how much my body was vibrating. Whether that was actually happening physically, I don't know. But the electricity I felt everywhere on my body, and it was so strong. And then I remember just shouting. This didn't come from me, by the way. I remember shouting, I reject this experience in the name of Jesus Christ. And as soon as I shouted that, everything stopped. And then I woke up and I kicked myself. Like, what did I just say? They came to take me, and why did I shout Jesus? You know what I mean? So I rejected the experience. And that after, um, after the experience stopped, I knew that they had come to take me to go and initiate me um, in the spiritual realms. But for some strange reason, God intervened. Yeah? And around about those times as well, during uh, one of my meditations, I've literally just meditated and f- fallen asleep, and I woke up. As soon as I woke up, um, I saw Baphomet sat there. I woke up and I was not sleeping. Baphomet was sat there, staring me in the face. It's it's it's, it's half human, half goat.
4: All right. Yeah, it's, right it's right got a
7: goat head. Yeah, uh, um, female. Well, I'll say female torso because it's got breasts, mm-hmm. and it's got a male phallus right, okay. and a goat leg. He was sat right there, staring directly at me. Yeah. So um, that experience lasted for a while. He, He sort of sat there staring at me, and I felt so much love coming from this creature that I've never ever felt before. I've never felt so much love from anyone like that before. So I was looking at him. He was looking at me, and all of a sudden, he started to disappear gradually. And it took about 10 seconds for him to disappear just so that I know that he was actually there. I was not hallucinating it. Not like he was there, then he vanished. He was sat there for a while and then smiled at me, showed me so much love, and then it started to disappear. It took about 10 seconds and then he vanished and I just, I could see the channel. now. And I got up and after I'm like, wow, this is real. And that also just, I, I don't know, maybe he, 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 he put demons in me or whatever. Because my interest in your call just got stronger and stronger. The more experiences I'm having, the more I was getting drawn to your call. The more experiences I was having, the more I was getting drawn to your call. So um, fast forward, living the armed forces. I just lived a life seeking seeking to um, be initiated. That was now my main aim. I wanted to be initiated either into the Freemasonry, Either, into, um, either any, anything at all that was occult, I was seeking that. Jesus Christ was the last thing on my mind. I didn't have any regard for Jesus. I remember one of my, my best friends that I used to go out with, uh, go drinking, chase girls and everything. He converted to become a Christian. and he, As soon as he became a Christian, he became my worst enemy. He used to send me uh, messages um, every, every morning at 6 o'clock. You know, one of these long messages with sermons, like, it, it, it's encouraging words with uh, Bible quotations. He, he, he sent that for months. So I remember one day just waking up, he sent me a message, and I looked at him, I'm like, I called him. And I'm like, look, if you found Jesus, and you want to worship Jesus, I don't have a problem with that. Worship your Jesus, but do not disturb me. Let me worship my devil. Uh, yes, worship your Jesus, let me worship my devil. If you send me any more messages about this Jesus, we are going to have words, we are going to have trouble between us. I didn't want to have anything to do with Jesus, as a matter of fact I hated Jesus. I watched Family Guy, you know that, that, that program called Family Guy, which is kind of like a mockery about God, they, you know, they, they show God and chasing girls and Jesus doing all that. I, I used to watch all those programs, everything I did was to propagate the occult, and I was one of the biggest uh, sellers of the occult. Let me explain that. Everywhere I went, I evangelized about the occult. So I got so many people interested in your occult, and I was showing them how to meditate, how to, after a project, um, how to even manifest. I was even uh, a big advocate of um, the secret, so telling people how to manifest, because it was happening. Before driving into town, I could Imagine a parking spot. There were a, a few parking spots where I lived in, in town Which were free parking spaces and I imagine my car driving right there and parking in a particular spot and as I drive there sometimes I, I Remember this one time after I drove down after I did this meditation after I drove down There was a car parked exactly where I meditated and saw me parking and as I just got there that car drove out and I drove in So everything was so real I used to do rituals before I go to nightclubs. Just yes, I didn't know how I knew how to do them. It was just there because I was probably full of demons. Um, yeah, I was full of demons, not probably. Yeah, um, I used to do rituals and then I go to the nightclub and a girl would just chase me for no reason. i literally chase me around the club and, and I take them home. So these things were working, but then in, in all that I was not fulfilled. I was so empty. After every ritual, it's like, there's more, you need to get more, you need to practice this, you need to do that. Um, it, it, it was never fulfilling. I was so empty. Um, I didn't have enough of girls. Um, I used to earn quite a, a good sum of money when I was in the forces. Um, it was never satisfying. Because as soon as the money came, there were so many things, so many distractions that took them out. So you wanted more. You, I wanted to be like one of these rappers. You know, you act like them, you walk like them, you talk like them. Um, yeah, it was, it was a crazy life. It was never fulfilling at all. And I used to have some of the biggest parties uh, around my my, my... my birthday was a big one. New Year was a big one as well. So it was one of these parties. Uh, I think it was 2015. 2015, I had um, one of the biggest New Year's parties I've ever had. And um, yeah, uh, we, 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 we did enjoy ourselves. Oh, before I go there, let me explain. Some, something happened, I think it was 2014, 2013. I'm not sure the year, let's say 2014. Um, New, Year's, uh, New Year's Eve, we went out. And um, as we were moving from a bar to a club, I saw a group of boys stood around in a hot day in in the circle, smoking something. And I looked at them, I'm like, what are you smoking? They they just laughed. And I'm like, is that weed? I'm like, okay, I'll have have a bit of that. So I just went in there, they just passed me whatever it was. And I took like two or three deep deep puffs. By the time I finished the third puff, I didn't know what happened. Before I knew it. It's like, you know what a catapult is? It's was like someone taking a catapult and shooting your soul out of your body. I was out. Literally, my friend said I just dropped, I dropped like a, a, a bag of sand onto the floor. I was out from maybe 12 till about 4 o'clock in the morning. And my, my friend was trying to call an ambulance. Um, nothing was coming because it, 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 they were so busy. They were so busy. About four hours I was out. And I was, he, he, apparently he, he pulled me when I came to pulled me and i was resting um, on the shop and i was literally started, and i was drooling yeah but the experience i had there was my soul that catapulted that i myself i was in um, utter darkness it was all dark you could feel the darkness i didn't hear voices i didn't hear anything just darkness um and i i don't know what i was thinking i yeah, it, it, was, it was just so dark. I was sat in utter darkness. And I was thinking, how, how can I get out of here? I didn't see any demon. I didn't see anyone just out there in the utter darkness. And I was there. It, it felt like eternity as well. There's no time on earth I can compare it to. I was just there. It wasn't like I was touching the floor. Either. I was floating in utter darkness. And then as time went on, I saw a light like a pinprick of light and then for some strange reason I started to move towards that light and as I moved towards the light the light became bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and then I started to hear my friend shouting Mike Mike what are you doing it, 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 it's literally beckoning me to come back so I started to hear him, but it was so faint it, it felt like uh, the only thing I can say is someone just shouting at him, Mike, Mike stood on the moon but you could hear, it, you know, it's really, really far, but you can still hear it very, very faint. So I kept traveling toward the light, and then I came to it and everything was like merged together. It was like uh, when you look at those uh, kaleidoscope things, how the things move, were literally like that. I opened my eyes. That's what I could see around me. And um, a little bit of time later, um, I came to it and I, yeah, he took me on. So that was my first experience with what could be an eternity. Another time I had an experience in a meditation. I was meditating in my bed, in the, uh, in, in the bedroom. And my soul left my body and I was just floating above my body. And I saw a demon sort of at the door where my, my shoes were. The demon turned and looked at me and screeched with a very loud screech. It's so horrible, it's metallic. And as soon as he looked at me and screeched, maybe millions of the same type creature appeared from nowhere. And they all jumped on top of me. Some were tearing, biting, punching. Some were entering. It, it was unreal, literally tearing, punching, everything. Um, yeah. So, I thought, yes, I remember something. That When you're out in the astral realm and you want to go back, just think of your body. Because I was literally just floating about my body. So, I literally just went back into my body. And then, the vibrations in my body, if anybody's ever asked for a projected before they'll know that sometimes you have vibrations. The vibrations in my body were so strong I went out again. And now more of those demons came, they were entering me, biting, punching and everything. And I thought, What's going on? All this time I was practicing witchcraft. I, I had all my self-initiation books, I was still doing rituals and everything. Not not rituals that I was doing to help people or whatever. Just wanting to better myself spiritually. You know, once in a while I'll do a ritual Well, I'm going to a nightclub, I want to go. But that's a Um Yeah, so I, I, went, I went back into my body for the second time, and the vibrations were still too strong, so I came back out again. And when I came out, literally every time as well, it's more demons. It's like they are calling onto each other, and the majority were entering into my body. The, the rest were biting, kicking, punching. It's like they really hated me. You could feel the hatred. That, that was coming from these things. Yep. And then all I can think about at that time was to say, I am divine. I don't even say it out, light, uh, out loud. I just thought it in my head. I am divine. As soon as I thought that, there was a bright light that shone. Um, the only thing I can, like if I'm laid down, sort of like from that direction, just shone from above and entered through my forehead. And as soon as it entered my body, all these 1000000 I don't know, however many demons were punching and jumping into me, they all scattered like you watch a movie and they throw a bomb into um, the midst of a troop and then how they just fly off. Literally, they all just disappeared. And then I felt so much peace. I was floating out there by my body and I felt so much peace. All I could say was, wow. That's all I could say. And then gently floated back into my body. But guess what? That should have told me what I was into was bad, but no. I went to my friends that were witches that had a witchcraft shop, and I told them about my experience. I'm like, this is what experience I had. I'm like, oh, did you? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. You, you know, you need to do this. You need to get some sage. You need to get this. You need to come and cleanse your house. Yeah. So I got some stuff like sage, magic salts, and all these stuff, and came and did a ritual in my house and hung some stuff at the door. That was definitely inviting more demons inviting more demons you know um, around about this time too I, I went and did what they call ayahuasca ritual I don't know if anybody has heard about ayahuasca yep I went and did an ayahuasca ritual yep there were so many things involved in there we we, we had to go to a river get some food dress in white and all that and then we were upsetting things around you and uh, after that we drank the thing and as the, the ayahuasca started to kick in I saw a big serpent came looked at me like that And I was just sat there staring at it, and he opened his mouth and swallowed me, and I entered into another realm. And in that realm, literally, I saw so many things. Um, All those while the devil doesn't show you anything for free. Every experience you are going through, the devil, he's piling demons into you. So every time you come out of an experience, you'll be more hardened towards Christ. Not hardened towards anything else. He will not harden you towards uh, Islam or Buddhism or anything. He will harden you towards Jesus Christ. His aim is he, not against anything else but Jesus, you know. And so uh, I, I did all those um, rituals. And I remember asking uh, one of the spirits that I experienced in the ayahuasca ritual. He says, I should ask him a question. I'm like, uh, what is the end going to be like? And he showed me, um, he, he literally took me on a vision. And I saw like, what felt like a nuclear bomb had gone off in the whole world. And everything, all life was destroyed. The only life that was there was algae, algae, green moldy things, there, there, some, yes, country things just growing, nothing there. And uh, he said to me that uh, uh, in the end all will be destroyed. Earth, humanity, literally, there will be no humanity left on earth. This is all going. So I came out of that and I'm like, wow. Through that experience as well, I wanted to experience, I wanted to see what happened in World War I. They took me there as well. And in the World War, if someone got shot, I felt the bullet, like I was the one getting shot. If someone got blown apart, I felt. So all these were real. And what these does, like I'll repeat that again, it, it hadn't you told Jesus Christ. Because you think, well, this is the truth. Because I've seen it. I wasn't there, but I've seen, you know what I mean? It's, it's so, the devil can give you the best experiences in so many things, but... He will give you like 99% of the truth, and you leave that 1%. And that 1% is enough to, to take you to hell. That 1%. That's why he told Eve, he said, um, um, you will not surely die, but you, 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 you have. And Truly, when Eve and Adam, they, they did not physically die, they died spiritually. They, they had the knowledge that they, they saw, but the 1% of that, they will be separated from God. So yeah, fast forward to my um, conversion, because um, the experiences are many. There, there, there are experiences where I've, I've been to the moon and saw things, and I've been to other places all, all through these meditations. Um, probably say that for another time. But um, my conversion, so 2015, um, New Year's Eve, um, had the biggest pie. A lot of people came, had the most beautiful girlfriend at the time, um, and I remember on the 2nd of January, that's 2016. Everybody had left, and I was mm-hmm. looking up. I'm just cleaning up the flat, and I was sat on my sofa. And I was just thinking, thinking, thinking. All of a sudden, I, I, I just broke into tears. And I was crying and weeping and snort, everything coming out. My, my, I, was, I was really, really crying my heart out. And I remember shouting to God. And I said to God, um, If you created me to live a life that is not pleasing to you, and then at the end, you will throw me into hellfire and burn me, then uncreate me. That's how I ended it. So, what's the point? Bringing me into this world to live a life that doesn't please you, and then you will then throw me into hell. Uncreate me because you have the power to do that. After that, I just kept crying and crying and crying and crying. I, I must have cried about 30 minutes or more, And all of a sudden there was peace. And after the peace, I felt a voice that came, I can only explain that, it's a voice that came from my heart. And it said, "Um, go and pour all those drinks in the bin. Now these are drinks that were left over from the um, New Year's Eve pie, one of the bigger pies I I had. It's like, go and open the uh, drinks and pour them in the bin. The fridge was still full of beers because no one was drinking the beers. We were all drinking spirits, and there was a lot of spirits left over. And one of my friends had bought me a two-liter bottle of Jack Daniels. That was my favorite drink, and I hid that in my cupboard in my bedroom because I didn't want to share that one. I would share everything else, but not the Jack Daniels. I was going to drink that on my own. So he said to me, "Go and pour the drinks in the uh, drain." I initially, I doubted the voice, and it was third the second time. He was not playing with me. I'd "Go and pour them in the drain." Uh, all right, <laughs> yeah. so um, I went and one after the other, I took every uh, the, the cans of beers, cracked them open, poured them in the, uh, in the drain, and then once I finished them, I had two more crates in the cupboard somewhere, I went and got all those crates and cracked them open, poured all of them, the whole flat tank of beer, and then after that, I went through the spirits. Now, when I finished those spirits, I went and sat down, I'm like, okay, I'm done, and then I heard a voice, it's like... Yeah, the one in the bedroom. Go and get it and pour it in the drain. <laughs> How do you know? Who are you? <laughs> you know? what, what is this? So I resisted that. Like, That's my favorite drink. Like, no, go and get it. Pour it down the drain. So I'm thinking, he's not going to let go, is he? So I, I went and got that one. And as I was going to get that one, another voice came. And that voice was like, oh, but at least drink it. You know, don't, don't, don't waste it. I mean, it was in prison, right? Drink it. And after that, don't drink again the voice said, no, go and get the drink, pour it down the drain. So literally, I was almost in tears again going to get the Jack Daniels because it was literally my favorite drink. I could drink the Daniels on the rocks, literally just smash them down. So I got that and came and poured that down the drain. Um, not very happy about that one, but did it anyway. And then after that, he said to me, well, the, the packets of cigarettes that you've got left, throw them in the bin. That one I didn't resist, cause uh, to be honest, for some reason I didn't really like smoking. I just couldn't stop smoking, cause pff, you, everyone that smokes knows the things that go with smoking, coughing and everything. So I literally took my packet of cigarettes. It was only left three in there. Went downstairs, tore them in pieces and put them in the bin. Since that day, I've not drunk alcohol, ever. Uh, I've not smoked. Before that too, I used to do drugs. So. You name all the drugs, apart from heroin and crack, I've done all the drugs. Sometimes you go to uh, this, uh, I, I go to one of my friends, he was a drug dealer, um, not a dealer, he knew the dealers, so he always had drugs. Literally you you'll be sat there and someone would walk in with something, smoking something, it's not funny, but then you pass it around and everybody was smoke it. And then you go and do a line here, you do something there, it was literally like that. So I've, I've done drugs that I don't even know what they are called. Yeah, literally, done so many drugs, um, I don't know what they are called. Since that day, I never did any drug. The funny thing is, I never, have, I never had what we, they call withdrawals. Cigarettes, I tried to quit cigarettes before, and I, I did quit for two years. And I had bad withdrawals for, for months. But since that day, I just quit smoking. And the first time I tried quitting quit smoking, I didn't know what to do with my right hand, because, you know, when, you know what I mean? Yeah, that movement it just disappeared. So I quit smoking, and that, and I, I remember my girlfriend as well. I told her, look, now I think something is happening to me. I think I'm becoming a Christian. Uh, so we can't have sex anymore. She's like, yeah, you're a man. I'm a woman. Um, I can handle it. But you you can't. I know you. You can't handle it. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, if, 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 if you stay with me and um, we go through this, I will get, I'll, I'll, we'll get married in September. Mind you, this is in about January, February. And she said, yeah, I can handle it. But I couldn't control myself, so maybe um, a few weeks down the line, we had sex. And after that, we got hit, both me and my, uh, my girlfriend at the time. We, 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 we got sick. Something, I don't know what it is. Yes, something just happened to both of us. We got sick. It was so bad. We were, we were both sick for two solid weeks. And after that, I'm like, nah, I'm not having sex again. <laughs> Literally, I'm not having sex again. So that was... When I started to realize that, that that cry, you know, when I sat there and I challenged God to uncreate me, He heard me. And then all of a sudden I had a a desire to read the Bible. I had a desire for things like um, watching uh, sermons on YouTube and all that, which I didn't have before. Um, At first, if I was going on the internet, it was probably porn or um, to watch illegal movies. Let's call it Fade of Spade. You know, but now I didn't have any interest for any anything porn, anything um, illegal movies, all those things that I was interested in. I was no more interested in them. And I remember take, picking up the phone and calling my friends because my house where well, I lived was literally five minutes or ten minutes walk into town. So that's where everybody came. We had the before parties before we went to the club. So we we all meet in my place, have drinks, and then go to the clubs. After that, we come back to my house and sometimes have an after party or just chill. Or if you brought girls, just bring them there and then whatever. I remember picking up the phone and calling my friends and telling them, look, guys, I you can still come to my house and chill, but you can't drink alcohol in my, my flat. And if you go drinking and you finish drinking, you can't come back to my flat because I will not have you drunk in my flat. You can't bring girls to my flat either. Mm-hmm. So that was the end of, our, of my, my friendship with all these people that I've known. That were like really, really good friends. And to be honest, they supported me through a lot. Guess what? Um, they couldn't benefit from me anymore. So um, that was the end of our relationship. And since then, the Lord has been growing me. Yeah, uh, he, he put a strong desire in me to read the Bible, and I've read the Bible from cover to a few times now. Um, he's grown me in grace. And um, I, one thing I will say is that there's a, a, there's a vast difference between when, when, when there's a vast difference between serving the devil and serving God when i was going through all those experiences when i was going through all those experiences i thought i was doing what i wanted but it was only when i came to christ that i realized that i was my mind was not my own there were spirits or demons that were that had absolute control of my thought process the things that i did so the decisions that i made were not necessarily my decisions it, it was what the spirit wanted. Like, as you mean, for instance, smoking cigarettes. It's when I feel, I, you, you feel it within you that you, you need to smoke, and then you go to smoke. But when I came to Christ, I realized that that feeling of wanting to smoke was not my own natural feeling, because I naturally hated smoking. I didn't like it. I tried to quit so many times. But when that spirit that was already in me, controlling me, wanted a cigarette, I had no power over it. I have to go and get this girl. When the spirit in me wanted to watch porn, I have no power over it. I have to watch porn. So I came, when I came to Christ, I realized that when they talk about freedom, in Christ is where you have freedom. When you live your own life, when you live for anything else, you are under manipulation by the devil, absolute control of the devil, and you don't know it. And that is what I've realized. I have realized. Right now, Um, I don't have as many friends, but trust me, I have peace. I have peace. I could stay in my own flat for weeks on end, not going anywhere, just me and the Bible and um, sermons. And literally, this lockdown that we had was one of the best times I ever had. I didn't go to work. I was furloughed for for, for a period of time. And um, all I did was watch sermons and um, read the Bible and never got old. And the the, the the most important thing is that Jesus Christ also started to open my mind to really understand what I'm reading. So there was communication there, the Holy Spirit communicating with me, and it's it, it's such a wonderful experience. There is much freedom in Jesus Christ. Than we we truly have our will when we are in Jesus Christ, but not to do as we please, as in to please the devil with it. You know, it's 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 it, it's always good to serve the Lord. Like, when you do what the Lord wants, you feel peace within your heart because that is what you naturally were created for. We were created in His image and His desires naturally are our natural desires. But when we wander away from Him, we don't find peace. We try to fit um, square square poles in uh, round holes and they will never fit because we are not designed to be controlled by demons. We are designed for the Holy Spirit to live in us and to move us until you have the holy spirit in you you never have peace so this is my testimony now being a christian we yeah, have all this while um yep yeah, uh, i i know a lot of people they say well we'll see how long that lasts and i remember saying to god what what, what one girl that she, she's a friend of um, um one of my ex-girlfriends i remember she she called me one saturday and she's like mike let's go out i'm like i'm not going out she's like mike i'm paying for everything and she usually does. I'm paying for everything. They get free, the drinks, everything. Let's just go out. Just come with me. I'm feeling lonely. Let's go out. I'm, like, I'm not going out. She drove to my house. And I said, you're not coming up. She's like, well, if you don't come up, I'll stay up downstairs. So I went downstairs. And we had this conversation. She's like, what's happening with you, man? I'm like, I think I'm becoming a Christian. And she's like, well, <laughs> you <laughs> Christian? I'm like, yeah. It's like, no, but let's just go out. Yeah, you don't even have to drink all these I'm like, no, I'm not coming out because the music, it greets it me. And she's like, we'll see how long that lasts. And I said to her, well, I guess we'll see. So when I went back, I said to the Lord, Lord, you heard, you pulled me out of this. Now I've been challenged. We'll see how long this lasts. It's not in my power to keep me with you. It's in your power. So prove them wrong. And every day he proved them wrong. Even when... I have battles with the Lord. He always come, comes up triumphant because um, I've dedicated my life to Him, and He's faithful. You know, we can. The Lord is always where He is. Wherever you live, the Lord is always there waiting for you. And there is one thing I discovered in my life because I tried so hard to join your cult and other stuff, and the Lord did not allow me. Um, I realized that the Lord had He, he put a band around me. So I could go as far as he would let me. It's like tying a rope to someone and then tying the, the, the end of that rope to a pole. So you've got a radius where you can, you can move to the end of that radius, but you cannot go further because then you're tugged back. And the Lord allowed me within my radius. I did everything I wanted to do with the devil. He would not let me get initiated. Even though I initiated myself in all these rituals and all that. And had demons and was infested. But he would not let me get past a certain place. Because he knew who I was to him. And I think there is someone out there. um, You you may be going through what I have been through. The Lord is calling his children. He's calling all of us. We are all precious to Jesus, and Jesus loves you. You may not feel that right now. You may be going through a lot. Trust me, he loves you. The devil is a liar. He, can, he will only use you till you become useless to him. Then he, he gets rid of you. But Jesus Christ is faithful. He stood where you left him. Come back to him, and he will save you.
0: Started now getting those out-of-body experiences especially at night I found myself in front of Saturn I was seeing uh, demons now for the first time in real life how would you notice are demons if you Mm -hmm. saw them by the way they look because Mm -hmm. they were just pale uh, pale like I would describe maybe this color Mm -hmm. yes they're in ranks
5: Mm -hmm. now the
0: demons are like the servants the slaves Now when they see a human being, it's like they all want to come and touch and see you and me. By then I'm scared. I'm screaming for my life.
5: At eight years, Erika Mukisa was introduced to witchcraft by her grandmother. And for 18 years, she served Lucifer. And today she's going to give us a life testimony of how she broke free from those dark forces. And also she'll explain to us how to protect ourselves from dark forces. Welcome to today's episode of Candid with Yvonne. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Alright, so let's start from the beginning. I know you're not Kenyan, so which part of Uganda do you come from?
0: I'm from Uganda, Jinja.
5: Jinja, <laughs> yes. How was life growing up?
0: Um, life growing up was good for mm-hmm. me up to... A certain point when I, I, I started now experiencing spiritual attacks. Mm-hmm. But uh, I grew up in a Christian family. Right. My dad and mom were born again. They were, I, 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 the only thing I remember, uh, most of the things I remember about childhood is my dad loved my mom so much. Mm. So um, they really took good care of us until when we started now visiting our relatives.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's when I started uh, getting a glimpse of the other side of, of life, you mm-hmm. know. That's when I started now realizing that life is spiritual. Right. My grandmother, uh, the mother to my dad, was a high-level sorcerer. And that was her way of, of living. She, she thought that that was uh, the family way of living surviving because she was making money um, out of it. She would get people from uh, different circles of life, Mm -hmm. uh, politicians, uh, musicians, businessmen, uh, consulting with her, and all that would bring money to the family. Mm -hmm. So um, she started now controlling the community because of her powers and influence. And uh, to her, that was life. That was her way of living because she grew up seeing our great grandparents uh, practicing sorcery Mm -hmm. and she also had to buy some powers and to to add to what we had in the family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. that was her way of living. When you saying controlling the the community, yeah, what do you mean? I I think, I don't know how if here in Kenya people have heard of rainmakers, like people who Um, Like when somebody is going to have a concert, there are some people they have to consult so that on that day it doesn't rain. So my grandmother was that kind of person who people would consult because if they were going to stage, let's say, a show in in our area and she has not been consulted, that day it would rain. Mm. So people used to take sacrifices to her. They used to take money businesses if a person wanted to have influence Mm -hmm. in that area they had to be in good terms with her Mm -hmm. yeah so for her that was the way of living that Mm -hmm. she knew and being her only granddaughter she wanted me to inherit after her so my my dad rebelled against my my grandmother when he was uh, about 18 because he he got saved that time. And according to my grandmother, mm-hmm. my, my dad was like a prodigal son mm-hmm. because he, he rejected the family witchcraft. Now she knew very well that uh, my father had an idea of what she was involving herself into mm-hmm. and he never wanted me to be part of it. So because I had to visit her during holidays, she started the process of initiating me from when I was young. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, the time I got to know that my grandmother is initiating me into her witchcraft is when she took me to a graveyard and on that graveyard she introduced me to the ancestors, ancestral spirits. Like she started naming the lineage, I'm so and so, daughter of so and so, Mm -hmm. you know. So I brought my granddaughter so that when I die You work with her, just like you've worked with me.
5: How old were you at this time?
0: That time I was eight. Uh. So now, that's when it dawned that, hey, grandmother is deep. Because I was hearing voices from the grave. And it it, it was at a point where I could not do anything. I was now helpless because she had already been uh, initiating me. So now this opened up my life to astral projection. It means a person getting out of their body Mm -hmm. and being sent for missions because we are spirit beings in as much as we are in our bodies. Mm -hmm. So I started now getting those out-of-body experiences, especially at night. And as a a child, it, it opened my life up to fear. I was always scared of everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, it started now affecting my performance because I used to perform very well in class. But now, I, I, because of that, I started falling sick all the time. I was very uh, frightened mm-hmm. of everything. Then my habits also in class changed to a point that even the teachers were scared of uh, disciplining me. Why? Mm-hmm. It's because... If they punished me in case I I did something wrong, I would attack them at night. Oh, Lord. Would
5: they know it's
0: you? They would see me and they think they are dreaming. Like, Ah. for example, uh, I hit a teacher at night. She beat me in class. I beat her in her sleep. She woke up. The eye was swollen. And, you know, there's (laughs) no way you can explain to another teacher that my eye is swollen because of my student. They'll say, you have something against that student yeah so it happened like that Mm -hmm. Um, so now because now teachers were afraid of disciplining me uh, I was experiencing uh, different uh, like uh, changes in my body Um, I was afraid of uh, things I would just be in a room and start screaming and my parents come, and I'm telling them some things i can I was able to see, and they they don't understand it because many Christians don't understand that life actually, not only Christians but people don't understand that life is spiritual, yeah so my mom started counseling me, they started uh they didn't know much of spiritual warfare by then mm-hmm. yeah, so uh until I was eleven, I started doing things that i are beyond my age, for example, uh, going to schools and asking for, like, I went to a certain school and I spoke to the headmistress and I requested her to allow me to join the school mm-hmm. without my parents.
7: Mm-hmm. And
0: that's the school I had been wanting to go to. At 11. Yes. So when I convinced her, she she requested me to invite my parents to the school, Victoria Nair uh, Primary School, and then I joined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but people were wondering the things I was doing, they were not for a a child. It got to a point where I started now uh, becoming a threat to my grandmother because she initiated me, Mm -hmm. but I started now becoming stronger than Uh her, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, even her, her mother had initiated her and at some point she became stronger and they ended up having a fight and uh, her mother died in the process. So you so would say she's the one who killed the man? Yes. Oh Lord. So she saw me as a threat. Mm-hmm. Now she's the one who initiated me and now she had turned me into her enemy. So my life became worse because I was sickly until when I, uh, that time when I joined that school, I went for holidays at my auntie's place. My dad has uh, a sister. Mm-hmm. My auntie is an influential person because she's in the medical sector,
4: mm-hmm.
0: and she's also into sorcery. It's just recently that she's beginning to realize that these things are—they are useless. Mm-hmm. So she's also trying to come out. She's in the process, but she—she um, she was working for reproductive health. Yeah. So her, she was working for the enemy, but in the medical. Uh, sector mm-hmm. and uh they also wanted me to to work and serve in the kingdom of darkness because that's the way the family was surviving um, me I was supposed to to she wanted to connect me with some big organization so that uh we promote a certain agenda uh i i, I think maybe because this is a public platform mm-hmm. but something to do with uh homosexuality, LGBT, mm-hmm. because that has been in their plan for a long time. So, um, and my aunt was looking at me. She wanted me to study and then she would connect me because she had the, the connections. So now she invited me to spend the first time holidays. I was in my primary servant at her place.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And when I visited her, she introduced me to a world I had never been in because Coming from a Christian family, there are some values that you have at home, yeah. some movies you won't watch, some music you won't listen to, some places you won't go, yeah. So my aunt now introduced me to partying. Mm-hmm. she introduced me to wines and alcohol, because she had everything in her, in her house. She introduced me to that life of patting, and to me, as a youth, that was what I needed, you know, because I had been stressed out through mm-hmm. yeah, my childhood because of witchcraft. So now I'm going to my auntie's place and there is everything that I, I use, feels like. Yeah, would we'll be y- excited yes. about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she would tell me, if you want your parents to allow you to come visit me, don't tell them what we do when you come here. And I, I kept it a secret until when my little brother joined us. Mm-hmm. And he would say, "Dad said that music is bad. Dad said uh, drinking alcohol is bad." I, I would look at him like a burden, you know. He's coming to tell on me. <laughs> yeah. So my aunt introduced me to that life, and that's how she introduced me to the secular artists in our country. Mm-hmm. For me, I thought that was an opportunity because these are people we've been we, we would be uh, watching on 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 TV and then uh, radio you listen to their music yeah so when my aunt introduced me to that life mm-hmm. i thought it was a it was an opportunity for me to shine because i al- also loved music yeah but uh, i didn't know that mm-hmm. behind mm-hmm. secular music the enemy is targeting people's souls
4: mm-hmm.
0: yeah so and i was also by then among the target yeah, so. So when you were introduced to this secular artist, yeah. did you meet him or did you? Talk I, I, the first time I met with his brother, and then uh, there are some other friends of theirs. They, but me, because I loved this musician, I loved his music. By then he was trending.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I, I, I longed to one day see him. Until when we w- left my auntie's place, we went back home. I learned that we had a concert and the, co- the venue was just next to our home. Actually, mm-hmm. we, d- we documented the places. We were showing people the distance. Yeah, so before they would uh, stage any concert, they would move around advertising. <sighs> and that would attract people to run towards their convoy
4: mm-hmm. to
0: the venue. And I was among the people that were attracted to run with my little brother. Mm-hmm. It was against my parents' um, my parents will because they never they they would always tell us not to follow strangers. But because people were running after the convoy, we were also tempted too.
4: Mm-hmm. But
0: we got to a place called Saint Jude, um, and at that place, at that particular spot is uh, where I met that musician and and his brother
4: mm-hmm.
0: with their group. Or oh, uh, they had like three vehicles parked, and people were fighting to see him because after he sang he sat in his in his vehicle and people were just the crowd was you know gathering and uh, I managed to pull through the crowd I wanted to see the musician and go back home because I knew there was no way my parents are going to allow me to go to the concert Mm -hmm. and uh, what made it easier for me is I knew the brother we had met through my auntie Mm -hmm. so in the process of excitement I felt uh you know, like I, I used to astroproject, I would get out of my body and come back into my body. This time the experience was different. I just felt myself getting out of me. But I I did not know how to explain because I was feeling like now I'm getting into a trap. Oh. Yes. And mm. I was holding my brother's uh hand like so you know, like when you're scared. Yeah. Yeah. And then to make matters worse, we were pushed, you know, as the crowd is uh, struggling. Yeah. And I go to the car. Getting to the car, instead of seeing this musician that I had gone to see, I was seeing myself inside the car with the musician. And then I'm standing out here, I'm looking at myself and my brother, and I'm wondering what's, what's happening, happening to me. Yeah. yeah. So as I'm still, as, as I was still in that uh, situation of wondering, This musician uh, gets out through the open roof and he tells me to enter the car with my brother. And my brother is holding my hand. He's like, no, No, you don't don't have to enter this man's car. We don't know him. Daddy said don't enter a stranger's car. Mm -hmm. But because now my life is in bondage, everything they tell me to do, I do. do. Yeah. So from there we were struggling. Uh, We had a caretaker, someone who was taking care of us. She came. But even if she came for my body, my soul had already been caged. Um, To a point that when we went home, physically, I fainted. Mm. But my soul was understanding everything. Because we even passed by home. We went to Lake Victoria. With this musician, now him physically, the first initiation was with my soul. Mm -hmm. Then later, I started now working with them, knowing what we were doing. Because... What the enemy targets in a person is, is mm-hmm. the soul. Because the soul, it has the mind, the Im- the emotions, yeah. the will. yeah, uh, The intellect is in this. Everything we do comes from within us.
4: Yes.
0: Yeah. So now that's how we went to Lake Victoria. We went through golf, uh, the golf course. I've tried to document some of these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah so we went through the golf course and uh we went to a certain island on that uh, River Nile
5: mm-hmm.
0: yeah and around that uh, place uh is w- they they show where John Speak uh stood and discovered uh is it uh is it River Nile or Lake Victoria something mm-hmm. like yeah yeah so that is the place where we went and What
5: happened when you got
0: there When we got there to my surprise, I thought maybe what I had seen was enough, but I didn't know that I was now going deeper. You know, when we read the Bible, we read about Satan, we read about God. People just take things lightly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, w- sometimes when you're reading the fall of man, you're, you're you're reading about a snake talking to a woman and and things like that. You you're like, ah, maybe these are just stories.
5: Yeah, they happened. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: maybe they just want to entertain us. Sometimes, you know, like in Sunday school, those drawings, I never mm. took those things seriously. Until now, when we go to that place, yeah. and I, I saw this musician performing rituals on, on that uh, river Naya, and then he started enchanting, and uh, I saw the, the waters giving way and in the process of the water giving way, something came from under the water. Later, mm-hmm. I realized it was fish. Uh, the size of that fish, I could say, it swallows like about 15 people. Oh. That's the size, mm-hmm. yeah. But that water... Even when I went to document, I think I'll, I'll 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 show you some some of the footage. But when I went to to document, you would see that in that particular place mm-hmm. the water flows differently. It's like there is a hole right there. It's like there is a door that no one can
5: explain yes.
0: what happened. Even the tour guides mm-hmm. when they are explaining, they say we don't understand what happened here because the 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 way it flows around this place is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now. Uh, this musician entered with me, and I found myself in a, in a, in a, a new world, like, uh, I found myself in front of Saturn.
5: Whoa.
0: I found now myself mm-hmm. in, a, in a world, it's, it's a world, a different world altogether, but full of, uh, like, different activities. Mm-hmm. Everyone is busy. I was seeing uh, demons now for the first time in real life. How would you notice are demons if you mm-hmm. saw them? By the way they look because mm-hmm. they were just pale, cr- pale like uh, I would describe maybe this color mm-hmm. yes and then like uh, they, d- they are so primitive you know I can describe demons mm-hmm. and fallen angels because uh they're in ranks, mm-hmm. now the demons are like the servants, the slaves. Now, when they see a human being, it's like they all want to come and touch and see you and me. By then, I'm scared, I'm screaming for my life, they are They are ugly beings, yeah, and then uh the the people there, everyone is minding their business mm-hmm. once you Once you've been set up, you're on your own. Mm-hmm. So if you rebel, well, you just have to do whatever you're instructed to do. Yeah, because some people are scared. Yes, mm-hmm. if if you rebel, they can kill you because now they are in control. Because the Bible says that Satan came to steal, kill, and to yeah, destroy. And yeah, so now I was encountering things that I didn't have any idea about, and I know many people have no idea that life is spiritual. Mm-hmm. That's now when I was I was seeing now um, I, I did not see everything on that same day but the the day I arrived I saw we were entering like uh, like you know you're entering a compound but there are gates mm-hmm. and these gates are in form of rocks and even when I had go recently when I went to document the guys were telling us that down below there there are rocks mm-hmm. so it w- it was connecting sense. to what I I saw mm-hmm. so the seven gates but in form of rocks opening and then now I find myself in a in a, a place that is like a hole. And in front of me, I'm seeing a being that hates any form of human being. Like, just because you are a human being created in God's image yeah. is enough for Satan to hate you. You How don't do have to do anything. anything. You just know. Because life mm. is spiritual. You just know him. Just by looking at him, mm. the hatred the amount of hatred in, in the eyes, the amount of fear that you have at that, at that point. And then to make matters worse, I was seeing him drinking blood and eating human flesh. Jeez. So that's when I knew that, you see, these fallen angels, God is no longer providing food for them. Mm-hmm. So they are, they are farming human beings. That's why you see accidents. There's so much happening and demand for blood in their kingdom. Lucifer talk to you that time you went there? The first uh, way of welcoming me was a huge laughter oh. like someone mocking you you know yes and uh, there I knew that there was nothing I could do because I was crying mommy mm. daddy and uh, he was telling me that not even your government can, can set you free because I control the government I control the banks, I control, I control the world, so where are you going to report me? Mm. <laughs> so you think by calling your mother, your mother can come and do anything here? Mm. And I didn't know that in Zechariah 9:11 God had paved the way for me through the blood of Jesus. I had no idea mm-hmm. that through prayer I could get delivered. That's why it's important for parents to teach their children how to pray. Yes. And how to call upon the name Jesus. Because if I knew that, instead of wasting my time calling them, I would have tried to call the name Jesus. But I had no idea. I was used to calling mommy for everything. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now it's from that time that my life changed. Mm-hmm. I started now uh, serving the devil knowingly. Because they were controlling my soul and my body at the same time. I had no control over my body. What people would see was a possessed person. And you didn't
5: know that you were possessed at that point?
0: I knew now. I okay. knew that I was possessed.
5: Were you willing d- to leave this at that point?
0: I, ho- I would love to. Uh, at that point, I would have loved to, to get out. Hmm. But now, I was no longer in control of myself. Ah. And what people would see is me hanging out with these celebrities.
7: Hmm. And,
0: and they would see me, yeah, you know, in those concerts. They would see me performing for telecom companies. Uh, they would see me, you know, do things, but they, they wouldn't know that I was being controlled. Mm-hmm. And I was serving the enemy until when I, I was 18. Yeah, so from 11 to 18.
5: Before you tell us how you got set free, mm. you, you're telling me that you were serving the enemy. Mm. What roles were you given?
0: Now, because the time they initiated me, I was young. I started by initiating students in schools. Oh. Yeah, then I started now working for uh, some companies on promotions. Mm-hmm. Yes, we would promote products for companies that have signed with the enemy.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and then, uh, especially me, I wanted to work with telecom companies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, I uh, started now... Uh, partying with the secular artists, influencing the youth, eh? uh, to go to clubs, uh, do all those kinds of things, um, take people's money, um, like, for example, uh, if, if you went with your friends to club and, and there's this gentleman who's, like, coming to pose like he has money, us, we would make sure he goes back without anything. Oh. Because, first of all, I was using witchcraft. So a person maybe uh, got some salary and then he <laughs> enters club before he realizes he's, he's out of club, he has no shoes, he has nothing. And he doesn't know how it happened because by the time you you go to work for, for a month mm. and then you earn, you, you're brilliant enough to protect yourself. But all those things that happen, most of them that happen in clubs, people don't know that there are people who are using witchcraft. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. so us the things we were doing were just to destroy people's lives basically. And then um initiate other people, especially men. It's very easy to initiate someone who is not in their right mind. How would you do that? Through drinks, mm-hmm. through uh if if a if a man is lasting for you, it is very easy to steal their destiny because what the enemy wants is to steal their destinies of people. He d- he cannot create a life or a destiny. Yeah. But he steals. And then a person works like a slave. You work yeah. so hard and then another person comes at your place of work, that person is promoted. But you you're working and it's like nobody realises yes. It, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So so many things, breaking families because you would not interact with us and go back home in your right mind. You start now looking at your wife differently. Yeah, and you can't
5: explain why you, you, you do. You
0: can't explain why mm-hmm. you feel like now you want another kind of life. You don't want a settled life. You feel like uh, settled life is boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, we would do so much, causing accidents. In fact, even um, in the, the, the that documentary I was showing people places where I would cause accidents. Were you part Be- of it? Yeah, because now mm-hmm. I, I knew what I was doing fully, so when uh I w- my parents would take me to church and whenever I would go to church and I feel like I have been drained, mm-hmm. I don't have power anymore to serve in the kingdom of darkness, I had to do a sacrifice. And that sacrifice, I would just feel annoyed until when I see blood coming out of somebody wow. so now I would go and cause accidents and some of them I would cause when my parents are seeing but they wouldn't know that I was responsible they would just say we survived
5: an accident oh, so you would cause an accident in a car you, you,
0: not in a car mm-hmm. we would be just walking and I just stand in a place mm-hmm. and they are calling me like I'm not there
5: responding yeah. yes I'm
0: not responding you know like you're in a trance mm-hmm. And then, before they know, an accident. Yeah, and then they come and hold me. They think I'm I'm maybe shocked because of what I have seen. But I, I know very well what I've been doing because whenever I would see the blood coming out of the person, the spirits that were controlling my life would get empowered. Mm-hmm. Then I would be able to do whatever I've been assigned to do. Because now, it's like I was working on a remote.
5: So, how was your mom relating with you this time when you're
0: actually just doing things in the spiritual realm? From the time I got initiated, my friendship with my mom cut off. Mm -hmm. We just uh, became friends after my deliverance. Okay. Yeah, and it took it took time for the friendship to to be cemented again. So it's safe to say you are rebellious daughter at that point. Yes, I Ah. was prodigal.
5: (laughs) Wow. So, um. You're saying when you whenever you would go to church with your parents you mm. would feel drained. Is there a reason why that would Prayer. be the case?
0: I, I hated ah. places where they were praying, you know? Places where they were talking about God and condemning the enemy and yeah.
5: So you're saying that is Yes. Especially if you have to protect yourself against the dark forces. Yeah. Very
0: important,
5: yeah. one thing that's very interesting about this is because you're revealing secrets mm. of the enemy which makes us at an advantage because then you would know exactly what, what to, to do, do yes, yes. Yeah. wow well that wraps up the part one of this story when we come back we will tell you exactly how she got liberated from the dark forces and how to protect yourself from these dark forces
1: I don't know, something going on today. The music is weird when I try to uh, play certain songs, but we're moving on in Jesus today. And uh, we thank him uh, for all the testimonies that we've heard so far this morning. A lot of times we want our children, our daughters, our sons to follow us and what we are doing. But at the same time, Sometimes we're not following God. We're following other people. We're following what we think. It uh, just may help us, but in all actual reality, it's 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 not helping. It's making things worse. I heard the guy talk about he was putting more and more demons in himself. Somebody come along and told him to clean with sage, and he was just inviting more spirits in. Yeah. So we have to be careful. We have to be careful and uh, keep a prayer for life and uh, feed the blood of Jesus over everything that concerns you. Teach your children. Teach your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. Jesus is the way. There's no other name under heaven where men can be saved other than the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus, it takes care of everything. Anything that's coming your way, the blood of Jesus can fix it. And so we want to lean and depend on him and not on what these other people are talking about. Yeah, especially and it's not the mediator, the man, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That thing is still turning. So I don't know. Let's see if another one goes. Oh. Oh, thank you, Jesus. The Spirit of Jehovah, are oh, the one that made the heavens and the earth, the same God that said, let there be light and light appeared, the same God that raised his son, Jesus, from the dead. Hallelujah. Fall fresh on me. Give me a fresh anointing that I'm not doing old stuff that you're done with. but God, that you're moving me in a new direction. And this fresh new anointing Is reaching and touching the lives of your people. Do it for us today in the precious name of Jesus. Oh, we're grateful. We're grateful unto him this morning, and uh, we thank him for teaching us and allowing us to know things. I didn't talk too much uh, on devil worship in the day, but we get the gist. Hopefully we get the gist from these two testimonies. And you got to be careful where you go you got to be careful what you touch. Be careful who you're into and what you're into and who you're hanging around and what they're doing. The scripture says watch as well as pray. And so we have to be careful. Church folks practicing witchcraft, devil worship, black magic, white magic, church people. I don't really use water. I don't really use olive oil every now and then but I use the name of Jesus and it works fine. I don't need to shake nothing, rub nothing, throw nothing. I don't need all of that. Yeah, I used to work with people and the lady told me she dressed herself every morning. I said, I dress too, you too. I figured I'd get up and put my clothes on. Now she got her uh, uh, voodoo bag and she done rub stuff on herself and all I do is just bring more spirits. That's all. Bring more demons your way. That that you were already battling with, it always want more. It, it, it always wants to do more to you. And like she said, God is no longer feeding them fallen angels. So now they're looking for blood from people and flesh. Do you hear that? Did you hear that part? Yeah. It's a lot out here. And we playing church. No, sir, and no, ma'am, I can't play. I got to be real. The devil come but to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah, it's Jesus who come that we might have a life and have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, the studio is open. If anyone have something uh, they would like to say this morning, please feel free to press that number one today and uh, come in. And uh, it's all right in Jesus' name. I got this request. I'm going to it. And uh, when we come back, the studio is still open. Come on, everybody, get your feet happy. Let's go. Come on. God is moving me on to bigger and better things, bigger and better places. Yeah. I'm not always going to be right here. Hallelujah. He's doing great things for me. And so we thank him this morning. Uh Is there anyone have something they would like to share today or say today or give a testimony today, please feel free to press that, number one. If not, I will pray us out this morning. We get out a little early and uh, we pray the Lord send us back Bring us back, brother, tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Get your testimony together. Invite a friend on the call. Come on, go with me. Just call in yeah, for a few minutes and take a listen. If you don't like it, hang up. Yeah, It's all good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're thankful uh, this morning for the love of God and all he has done for us. All right. No one have anything. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you that you protect us. We thank you that you lose your ministering angels. Father, to stand and watch to shield, again, protect us, keep us from all hurt, harm, or danger. We thank you today that you're on our side in spite of us. Thank you that you look beyond fault and yet meet our needs. Oh, we're grateful to you this morning. And Father, we appreciate you. And today, as we depart, Father, bless our going out. Bless our coming in. Continue to meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. And we need you today. And we need to walk according to your word today. Father, we need to obey you. And we need to become your people more and more daily. Do it for us in the name of Jesus. Oh, we thank you this morning. Those that are working, God bless them on the job. Add to them. Give them more than they could ever imagine. Those that are at home that are in dire need. Lord, move on their behalf. In the name of Jesus. Touch Mr. Mason, Father, and heal him this day. In the name of Jesus. We cast sore throat and fever to the pits of hell, never to return to him. In the name of Jesus. And Father, we ask that you would rebuke it for his sake. In Jesus' name, your words say, suffer the children to come unto me, and forbid them not for such is your kingdom, or do it today. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. Can't thank you enough. We praise you. We worship you, Father in spirit and in truth. And we ask all of this today in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent, one from another. In the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you today, January 19, 2023, in Jesus' name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye, and uh, we'll go into our last song of the morning. After this song, I won't be coming back today. Have a blessed day. God bless you, Brother Louis.
4: Oh, here we go.
1: I don't know why it don't want to play it right. I mean, every song I touch, it just don't want to do it. All right, let's try this. Ooh. Now, I one to play. But the one I really want to play won't do it. All right, we'll go out with this one. But maybe we won't go out with that one. either. <laughs> it don't want to do it. I don't know what's going on with this. Let's refresh. I'm going to refresh it and see if that'll help in any kind of way. And when I refresh, it take me back to the login and spinning and carrying on. All right, let's see what we get right here. Let's see if we can do it this morning.
6: Brother Anthony, I'm just seeing you. Good morning. God bless you, sir. How are you? Good morning, miss Barber. Good morning, everybody. Welcome again. Thanks to God. Thank you for life, effort, spring keeping my right mind, allowing me to see another day never seen before. Thank you for the activity of my limbs. Uh, i thank Him for what he's doing in me, where boy from, where he's taking it. And again, good morning to you, Miss Barbara, Brother Louis, Sister Jerry, and Sister Irene, and Everybody out there listening this morning, uh, just thank God for another day and being able to be in the company with y'all and you know get a word this morning and you know I was just thinking about you know all oh, the testimonies of the people you know that was doing week stuff and worshiping the devil and everything and you know just I just thank God that you know they didn't try to come at me like this and have me trying to worship gods and idols that, you know, but God came to me straight forth and, you know, uh, uh, give me the to him in the beginning at it all. So I just thank God for that. Thank God for the connection and, you know, the connection to him. and thank him for just the anointing uh, that God got on my life and calling on my life. And, you know, I just want to be a beginning to God and walk into what God has. has and uh, called me to do uh, Well, it's kingdom me this kingdom, that he get to grow out in the praise. So I just ask y'all just continue to pray my spirit in the Lord and all that God will continue to send me in my prayer my worship and my seeking Him in his place daily and all that I do according to his will. And just thank God, again, for being obedient and doing what God called you to do in your ministry. And just let me encourage everybody just uh, continue to run this pace. You know, I say well, uh let run and not go weary. They give them strength, the fist, so you know, make things seem like they ain't going our way or things seem like they, you know, going getting out of control that the women God is in charge and if you call on his name and ask anything of help, and he would do it if according to what the will for you. Y'all be blessed. May y'all have a blessed rest of the day. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We're going back to this one. And after this one, I won't be coming back today. God bless you, Brother Anthony.